the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, who has looked with favor on me, a lowly servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is the name of the Lord, whose mercy is for the God-fearing from generation to generation. The arm of the Lord is filled with strength, scattering the proud in their conceit. God has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. God has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. God has helped Israel, the Lord's servant, in remembrance of mercy, according to the promise God made to our ancestors, to Abraham and his descendants forever. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise you, O Christ. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God. Amen. It started during World War I. Flags outside homes. Each blue star represented a family member in the service. The greatest fear of a mother, then or now, was to get a knock on the door, notifying them that their child had been star mothers. For mothers and fathers as well, a knock on the door can bring the bitter, heartbreaking news that a child was killed by a shooting, a car accident, a suicide. We imagine Mary holding her dead son's body depicted in Michelangelo's Pieta and other renderings. Mary's life, like ours, was one of contradiction. She pondered Gabriel's greeting that would change her life. She pondered a birth that brought joyful angels and shepherds. She pondered Simeon's prophecy that a sword would pierce her soul, and then later watched her son executed. What does the word Mary mean? The Hebrew word Mara means bitter and also suggests strength. Now Moses' sister Miriam is a Mary, derived from the word Mara. In addition to Mary, mother of Jesus, we have Mary Magdalene, Mary of Bethany, the Marys at the cross, the Marys at the resurrection, so many Marys in the Bible. What's going on? During the time of Jesus, Mary was a common name among lower classes of people. 
Boaz Johnson wrote a book called The Marys of the Bible, the original Me Too movement. He states that the Egyptians during the time of Moses and the Romans during the time of Jesus raped girls as a tool of war and subjugation. Poor girls then were called Mary, meaning bitter. As if parents mourned the birth of a girl, knowing her life would be bitter. But throughout history, and still today, women are abused, trafficking, rape, harassment. In Mary's song, the Magnificat, praise to God flows from bitterness. Lowly Mary, her own reputation tarnished by an unwed pregnancy, sings, sings of a mighty God who lifts up the lowly. God's tender care is for all humanity. All lives matter, of course. But this mercy, this favor is especially for those at the bottom of life's heap, the little ones, the poor, the wretched of the earth, those heartbroken or grieving, those unfairly treated, those whose lives begin without being on equal footing with others, those marked by the bitter, harsh realities of an unfair world. So black lives matter to God. People of color, indigenous people, sexual minorities matter. Those who are homeless, incarcerated, matter. Those who are exiles and immigrants, those living with sickness, COVID, mental illness, all those left behind, all those ignored, all those rejected matter. And all of us who turn our eyes from the suffering of others or who turn our eyes from our own deep need, our own humanity, our own deep vulnerability, all matter to the Holy One. On August 15th, the Feast of Mary, the world looks to strong Mary, to Mary, woman of justice, to Mary, the one who sings of God's mercy, to Mary, whose life is one of openness and praise. For generations, the faithful have turned to Mary as a source of compassion and comfort, finding in her, without even knowing it, a connection to the archetype of the Divine Mother. Icons of Mary portray her as comforter, or as sorrowful mother, or in recent times, Our Lady of Ferguson. Following the Asian tsunami in 2004, in which over 200,000 people died, folk singer Eliza Gilkison wanted to write a mass, perhaps with a Latin text. She researched female deities of many religious and cultural traditions, but she kept coming back to Mary. Now she used lowercase for Mary, to signify the universal female comforter. Later, later, her requiem was turned into an anthem, 
which we will hear in a moment. In our own time of bitter loss and bitter grief and bitter uncertainty, we resonate with these words, O Mary, come and carry us in your embrace that our sorrows may be faced. Mary bears for us divine comfort, mercy, and grace. Mary births the one who is Lord and Savior. Through our connection to her, we proclaim a God who is not only Father, Creator, Mighty One, but a God who is Mother, a fierce Mother God who will do anything to protect her children, a mothering God who suffers with us when a knock on the door or a phone call or a news story brings the bitter, soul-piercing reality that breaks our hearts. Mary sings a revolutionary song. God lifts up the lowly, but there is more. Mary sings not of us remembering God, but of God remembering us. God comes to our help, remembering the promise of mercy made to our forebears. In the past eight weeks, we have heard stories from Genesis of our spiritual mothers and fathers in faith, Abraham and Sarah, Isaac and Rebecca, Jacob and Rachel, Joseph and his brothers. Then and now, God promises to be faithful, even and perhaps most keenly when we are most fickle, when our bitterness overwhelms us like a tsunami when we set our sights too low, or when we focus on our own ego, our own security, rather than the lowly of the earth, not to mention creation itself. Even when bitter sorrow pierces our hearts, Mary teaches us to sing the sweet praise of a tender God of mercy, a compassionate one who holds us close, even through our loss, even through our tears. <laughs> 